Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting Podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting Podcast. I'm recording from London, where I currently am, but by the time you're listening to this, I'm not sure if I'll be in London, if I'll be back in Ireland, we'll see when this, when this goes live, but I'm actually uh, chatting to someone who I've just technically met today which is actually very very exciting we we're just having a chat off air and that's with the incredible charlotte jane um who is a mindset coach um i actually started following charlotte in kind of autumn of last year when i attended one of her free workshops um and truly just fell in love with everything that charlotte represents in terms of her values and the coach that she is and what she's hoping to do um and helping i suppose empower people and change people's lives so charlotte jane thank you so much for joining me today Thank you. Wow, what an intro. That was lovely. <laughs> it's, it's so strange because like you said, we technically just met today, but I actually feel like I feel like obviously we knew each other before. Um, and it was great that you came to the workshop as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was. I think like that's probably why I think that, like when I see kind of free workshops, I love attending them because it's just getting you a feel for what this person is like as well. And, you know, kind of I think it was like the living your best life. Was it, I think it was yeah. the best life workshop. Was that the one? Yeah, I think it was how... Um, how to live your best life um yeah because yeah, and it was linked to um like things going back to normal and like stresses um you know people's anxiety around that I think from memory yeah no it was, it was yeah no it was really really great and um like you obviously just get a lot of engagement from the people that were there as well so it was just really really exciting so um yeah as I said like you were the, one of the people I wanted to get on the podcast this year we're already getting it done so oh fabulous and it's not even the end of Jan I know I know no it's very very exciting but um yeah look I'm really excited I was like I was getting chatting to you as I said I feel our values are probably aligned in terms of like how we coach people as well but I suppose like for anyone that might be unfamiliar about who you are or what you do do you want to kind of just I suppose give a brief rundown of I suppose like what has kind of led you to this point and kind of what led you to mindset coaching yeah I will do no problem um I'll try and keep it brief um because it's quite, <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit of background um, so uh basically I went to uni and uh, studied psychology and crime and then from that I was a police community support officer uh, then the natural progression from that was to become a police officer um, so then I was a police officer and I'd mentioned this to you like earlier um, in voice notes like I just didn't feel I was helping people in the way that I wanted to arresting people and not really understanding why they were doing what they were doing why they were caught up in those cycles and I ultimately wanted to help people more than just arresting them um and so then I left the police well I got a job um, as a probation officer left the police and then as part of the job as a probation officer I actually ironically then needed my psychology degree because I didn't need it for the police and so in the police I was thinking wow what a waste of money <laughs> but, but then it's amazing how things like work their way back out because then I needed it to be a probation officer um, and so went to uni one day a week and did my postgrad in probation studies um, and then still like had the full-time job being a probation officer uh, that was very heavily around cognitive behavior therapy um and like you know working with offenders um in that way um and my um that's why i was a high risk and medium risk probation officer so a lot of my offenders were like violent offenders like sex offenders um, and so it was working with a lot of the uh pop um the small proportion of the population that not a lot of people would um you know 
engage with to the degree that I did. Um, so I did that for around two and a half years. And it just, although I liked working with some of my offenders, you never really got massive success stories in terms of not a lot of my offenders would come out of prison. If they did, it, it is hard to rehabilitate them into the community of which they I always said this to somebody the other day, like when we when somebody commits an offence and they go to prison, if they come out of prison, you know, they then go back into the life where they were before. And it's so hard. And you can it you can work with them on risk. And that is what I was doing with my offenders, like addressing their risk. And that's what you do as a probation officer to either rehabilitate them into society or help manage their and help manage their risk in a prison environment to potentially be released. But it's a hard job. Uh, that's not the reason I left. I just didn't feel it just wasn't my passion, wasn't my purpose. I didn't feel I didn't get up and get ready for work and think, wow, like I'm so excited to go for, to work. And let's face it, we spend most of our life working. So why would I not want to get up and be really like empowered to go into work and to help people and to want to I wanted to make a difference, but I just didn't feel I was being able to do it in that job. Um, so cut a long story short, uh, did my personal training qualification whilst I was still a probation officer. And then I was never going to be a PT. Um, that was just, I did it. And then I got offered a job to be self-employed um, like through a company uh, who I'm still with like now for the PT side of my business. But I, I, I was about to turn 30 and I said to my husband, what, what should I do? Like, I've got a good salary, like got a pension. Uh, do I leave and go self-employed as a PT? And so decided to save up three months worth of money and I just thought, do you know what, like what's worse, actually looking back and think, and if it didn't work out, know that I tried or to have never tried at all. And so I thought, well, I'll always be a probation officer. I can always go back to it. So I saved up three months worth of money, left, um, set up my PT business. And I'd, I'd set it up a little bit before I'd left, like I would just to see if I'd like it. Like I was just doing clients at my mum's house, actually. Um, and it was just really long days then. So I was like having to go straight from work. Um, mm-hmm. And so did that. Um, so, yeah, so that was in this July. It's five years. And so, you know, I, like touch wood, built up my business really successfully, didn't have to use the money. Um, and so what I found was with my PT clients, the fundamentals of what I was working with them on was a lot of what I'd done with my offenders around mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, we wouldn't even do anything in the gym for the first part because we were I was just trying to like help them with their mindset that's the foundations like to their success to be able to then excel with the training with the nutrition because if the mindset wasn't in place mm-hmm. then nothing else would flow so I'd, so after a couple of years I thought surely I could actually just do one-to-one mindset clients and there'd be a call in for that um and so yeah so I've got so now I've got like the PT side of my business, but I've also got the mindset side. So I do one-to-one mindset coaching. I mean, for me, um, lockdown was great in terms of growing my mindset business because we never knew what Zoom was, did we? And now <laughs> I thought I thought when I was building my mindset business, it would just have to be people coming to my house. But now I've got like clients in London, Wales, Scotland. And so it's great. Like I can do them on Zoom. So I do one-to-one mindset coaching have done group mindset coaching um I'm not running a group program at the moment but um yes yeah, so I just work one-to-one with people helping to like break free from limited beliefs challenging the negative thoughts build confidence um set boundaries 
um, work on self-esteem, um, set business out uh, quite of uh, quite um not recently, but you know, as a progression of my mindset coaching, I have like I, I do now work with a lot of people looking to start their own business. So I do like business goal setting with them, some personal goals. And so I'd probably say like half of my mindset clients now are like uh, business um orientated as well. And so they're trying to they have or they're trying to move away from current job like current jobs that they they're doing at the moment um but yeah that's just a, a long winded explanation no I like I'm just like I'm just gobsmacked I think I I'm just I love your story like your story is so unique because now I suppose like a lot of us will go through those natural stages in life like you know similar to me I was in a job where I was providing what I felt was not my purpose and I wasn't getting any fulfillment out of yeah and it really is I needed to kind of change that which I have done um but for you to it was like you went from the extreme of working with the police force to going into fitness and now into mindset and like now it just obviously sound like you're what you're doing now brings you like that that what it sounds like what you're doing now literally lights your soul on fire because you can even tell by the way you're talking about it how you yeah. can obviously like I can obviously see you nobody can yeah so podcast listeners you're only obviously just listening to your voice but you know I can see now looking at your face being like okay she's like really excited right now like this is obviously like yeah I think so like it's something that I suppose like a lot of people some people go through some people don't some people feel like they have to stay in that job for the rest of life and get so caught up in like not I suppose like not feeling like they have a choice and I suppose like you know we're two examples of people right right now that like if you, you do have a choice with you know everything as well and again a lot of it comes down to your mindset um but the first question excuse me that I want to take from that whole yeah is going from the police force to PTing like literally two opposite spectrums so obviously like as as we kind of identified you know definitely obviously your police experience obviously relates back to the mindset in terms of like the cognitive um, behavior and stuff like that but I suppose what made you decide like first first off going into even PTing what was what draw what was drawing you to that you know kind of getting into the fitness industry in, in the first place yeah 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 it's crazy like the way things work out like I said about the degree and I just feel like everybody has a path and even though it took me like from uni to get to like where I was meant to be it, it I've got there um but I wouldn't have got there if I hadn't done degree if I hadn't I wouldn't be the coach that I am today if I hadn't have done all that but yeah. um the health and fitness uh basically so eight years ago now I got a PT and I previously I'd gone to the gym but it was just more of a tick box exercise I had done every single diet known to man the cabbage soup diet the grapefruit diet like the British Heart Foundation diet oh my god like literally everything at uh, the Cambridge diet well, I've done them did them all um and I just had I didn't I'd always kind of be never been fully happy like with my body image and you know I I didn't love exercise I just did it and so I got PT and she just totally changed like my relationship like still very good friends with her now my relationship with food with training and then I grew in confidence as a result of that and then I loved training like I really really loved it and so then when I was thinking I was like I've got to think outside of the box here like when I was in probation I thought I've like I've been for the last nine years within the criminal justice system and I'm still not happy. And so I just need a total career change. And that's when I was thinking, well, what are my interests? And then the one that jumped out at me was health and fitness. And I thought if I can make some, if I can change somebody's life, like she changed mine, well, 
that would be living my passion and my purpose. And so that's what led me to, to do that. Yeah, no, again, very similar to me. Like I only started getting into fitness in July, 2019. And I, I was living in Australia at the time. And yeah. I remember turning around to a PT that was there. Um, so I kind of did like a, kind of like a, a similar to actually nine rounds. Um, like nine rounds is kind of like a franchise here in the UK. It was actually in, in Australia as well. Um, okay. Like high intensity training. That's what I was doing. And um, I remember turning around to the PT that was there that I kind of grew a, friend, a relationship with as well. And I asked the question, still remember asking this exact question um, because I just loved like walking in every day and be like, oh my God, like these PTs are going to live their best life. You know? <laughs> and I remember saying to that PT, you know, do you feel there's enough PTs in the world? And he said to me, he was like, there's never enough. And that was the moment when I knew I wanted to do this for a living. I was like, that. So I do get that because it just, because you've been on the other side, it's like, oh my God, imagine people, like helping people actually literally live yeah. life and improving their, you know, lifestyle. It's just like money cannot buy that type of happiness. Like, so to now be doing something that's so fulfilling like that is just, yeah, I'm like loving life. So oh, and I think like, obviously we speak from the perspective of clients as well. Like, you know, we're, so, uh, so I, 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 and I still have my own PT now. And, it, you know, when you have, when, when you can see it as a client's perspective as well, and you know how much fitness has changed your life, you know that like ev- everybody should, everybody should invest in some form of coaching um, mm-hmm. to, to get, to get to that point, because, you know, you can never, invest in yourself enough I don't think and to actually just working on my like so from when I got PT working on my health and fitness that it wasn't just like my physical health it was my mental health and and it it then flows into every area of your life doesn't it and makes you a better person yeah no 100% like you know everything that I've learned and I continue to learn both from being a client but I'm also like I'm a client of a coach myself but also you know I am a coach so I see it on both sides as well it's it's kind of watching people you know overcome like any beliefs that they might have had or you know it's just it it is like a domino effect I think like when you're making small steps it will just continue as well um which I like is truly like satisfying as well but um yeah I just love that love that obviously you obviously identified a lot of the work you were kind of probably unconsciously obviously doing was helping people with their mindset so suppose like how did you become aware that you were kind of like okay this isn't exactly like you know exactly fitness coaching you want to call it but you felt like what you were doing is obviously kind of again relating back to perhaps what you were doing in the police force is obviously helping people as well as like you know return to normality or whatever and um, was if they got released and stuff like that so talk talk me through like you know that process of realizing okay this is actually what I'm actually helping people with and how you suppose like brought in the mindset coaching then um whatever you did yeah it was just uh so I'd obviously work with clients um so PT clients to start off with the wrong goal setting mm-hmm. and so when I would initially first do their goal setting I followed the same format of um certain goal setting that I would do with information um and so and understanding that uh, person's why as to why they want to achieve something and so then when I was like because on a surface level a lot of people will come to you and you know if it was a PT client uh, as you all know I want to look good in a bikini or I've got this holiday and they're very or I want to weigh a certain amount and it's very surface level 
and and so get into the I really like to drill down with clients as like you will do that they're wise to achieving something and to why they want something so much like and understanding that what they actually want isn't what they actually want and that you know to wake up being nine stone you're not going to skip out of bed and think all you like all your world's problems are over there's an underlying reason as to why you want to be that and knowing that you won't be happy when you are that it's it's getting getting down to that why and so then a lot of it would come back to you know confidence like self-esteem issues um it may be um to do with like fitting in it could even go back to childhood and so when I'd like drilled down with clients as to why they wanted to achieve something then it was like well actually there's some work to do here because the the client needs to understand that that won't make them happy and we need to go way back and to actually work on the fundamental behaviors as to what will make them happy how can they improve in confidence how can they improve in self-esteem and so then a lot of the work would do away from the gym and um we do sessions around mindset if the client was open to it I'd you know sometimes people aren't but you know nine times out of ten they were um and so then when I was working on that with clients and then I'd see that how that would benefit them I'd actually be from that I'd wanted to work on my public speaking because I didn't really like speaking in public and I wanted to I wanted to reach a wider audience of people and I knew that that would help me with my public speaking so then I'd set up pre-covid women's workshops and then when I was doing these women's workshops I then realized well actually from that surely I can do one-to-one mindset coaching which is that is probably where it came from thinking about it because it was more so from then the workshops like a lot of women would be invested in that and then and then I got the idea of the one-to-one mindset coaching. Um, and now, you know, some of my mindset clients are actually men as well, which is fantastic. I've noticed more of in the last 12 months, um, men have come to me. And it's not something I necessarily, you'd probably think from my page, it was mainly females, which yeah, like 70% is. Um, but I absolutely love working with men as well. Um, like really, really love it. And so, and it's just shows like there's been a shift recently in these last 12 months that men actually reach out for it, which is fantastic. Oh my God. That's truly amazing. I love that. And I think, yeah, like everyone always had the perception be like, oh yeah, they definitely only work with like females or whatever, but like for anyone that's obviously like now curious, like if there's any guys this thing, like, you know, Sharon's why I want to work with you. So that's truly amazing yeah so many things I wanted to like, take from that so <laughs> first question that comes to my mind um oh my god I'm actually losing my train of thought so in terms of like you know the public speaking obviously like that's obviously led you to this point about which is really, really exciting so like in terms of like the goal setting as well so I would see this with my own clients like I suppose like I think when I started coaching as well I suppose like when let's say when I first started coaching I didn't know the people the kind of people I want to work with in terms of my audience I was kind of like anyone that wants to work with me let's just figure that out but I suppose like a lot of people would have come to me initially being like I want to be this weight or like again have a I suppose like an outcome goal and that was what they're focused on yeah and I always ask when a person actually fills an assessment form to work with me I will ask them their why and a lot of it is confidence or confidence and you know it's, it's all these things like everyone's goal is usually leading back to confidence as well mm-hmm. so in terms of that process well because there might be someone listening as well that kind of has that kind of goal be like oh well like Jesus summer's look coming up like I have to good look look good or you know oh I need to look good for a wedding that's coming up like I suppose like how would you advise them I suppose in terms of like actually identifying their why so I think a lot of people have 
difficulty because as you said we need to get yeah. in deeper so like could you like obviously this is obviously a process I know you said you do with your clients but I suppose it's the right yeah you would give advice to anyone that might be listening yeah one thing uh, you've probably read it and listened to the TED talk Simon Sinek uh start with why is a really good book um and he's got like a 15 minute TED talk as well um and it in that, I think it's 10 times. If you ask yourself 10 times, why, 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 you then get to the real reason. So let's just say, um, so oh, so I remember sitting there with the girl who I hired, it was my PT eight years ago. And she said to me, like, what, like, what do you want your goal to be? And I was like, well, I'm going on holiday or things going to my bay or anything new. Um, and I was like, I just want to look good in a bikini. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, you just, feel good don't you like and I just want to look good and then just why and then so 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 there's look good in a bikini yeah and then it's well why do I want to look good in a bikini well because it'll make me feel better um but why don't you feel that now because I felt like overweight um but why will and so asking myself asking why again let's just say this is you know me or any other one anybody else so why do why do you think that that will make you happier I'll feel like I look more like my friends um why do you want to look more like your friends because they're because they're they're slim um why like but but why is it important for you to be slim and to be like your friends well then I'll have more confidence and and I'll feel more accepted and mine came from like as a result of wanting to fit in and I felt like I didn't fit in with my friends because I like felt like I was too I was like bigger than them and so then people would look at me and think if you looked at photos you wouldn't think this but this this was like my like me back then and it was like well you know people look at me and think that I'm the fat friend I don't fit in I just wanted to be accepted but I but then I traced that back then then if I looked at it I wanted to be accepted from being younger and then felt like I never kind of fitted in with a with a group of friends because I had lots of different groups of friends growing up but I was so on the face of it I would appear like very oh she's got a lot of friends but I was kind of in different groups and never really a part of a group and then I just thought well if I make myself smaller and I look better then I'll fit in with the group more and so that, that was just outside side that was just from uh, just from uh, you asking about those questions then about why but if you, it, you know if somebody says well I want to fit in this pair of jeans but why will fitting in that pair of jeans make you happy you um, why don't you just go and buy, buy a new pair? Well, I don't want to buy a new pair. I want to fit in these jeans, but why is that going to make you happy? Well, because then I'll be smaller. And But why will being smaller make you happy? And just at constantly questioning yourself and you've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and putting yourself at, like through the, those difficult emotions that will come out of it. And it may go back to childhood. It may go back to a previous relationship. It may go back to a comment that somebody's made when you've been younger but there is a reason a fundamental reason why you want like why why you want to get to a certain weight or like fit a pair of jeans or nine times out of ten not all the time but yeah no 100 there's always a deeper reason for as well and I don't think a lot of people think about that they just feel like oh that should be my goal and I'm like why do you feel like like again why do you feel like it should be your goal and I actually did a podcast on this um I did like a solo podcast there about like a month ago and it was the title of the podcast was is social media you know 
influencing your goals because I think when people come onto Instagram they will see you know ex-influencer looking a certain way and people feel oh well I have to look at, at that that's what that's what you know let's say for example someone who might be single and might be wanting to uh, get a partner they feel oh I need to look a certain way because that's the only way I'm going to someone's going to love me so I think like you know there's obviously going to be so many different influences to your goals as well but as you said like fitting in acceptance you know all that kind of things like there's so many different deeper reasons as well so like yeah like I think like you have to provide some deep advice there for people who again asking yourself why 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 until you get the answer being like oh crap like because once you actually know your why I feel it'll determine how your progress is going to go so let's say for example if someone just create that outcome goal be like yeah I want to look I want to actually weigh 75 kilos for example and they're working towards that goal you know if they don't have like let's say if they are not understanding their why like they might not be able to get to their goal because they're not understanding why they're why they're going to the gym why they're working on the nutrition you know, there's all the habits that lead up to the goal as well. So, um, so something that I've obviously seen as well, you're big into habits as well. So obviously in kind of incorporating habits. So yeah. to help identify the habits that the client should like take up or as well as obviously depending on the goal as well. So talk us through like, I suppose like the importance of what, of what you think habits um are on like, let's say daily or weekly basis. Oh, I love habits. Um, if, uh, whoever's listening to this, go, um, you'll probably you'll link my Instagram and then go onto my link tree and yep. I've got a free habits PDF on there and so I'd uh, I absolutely love and would advise anybody to read James Clear Atomic Habits um and so I just basically uh, it's a summary of that book um and like a few of my own things as well but if if you haven't got habits in place like motivational come and go I I didn't want to get up this morning at like half four in the morning and go on a run but I've got, I've got habits in place. as And so because the habit's in place, it doesn't matter if my motivation's not there. I will just go do it. And you've got to start with the habits, but really, really small. Like, don't set yourself up for failure. You know, you'll know this as well. A lot of people, January, total prime time for it. Um, people set goals and it's like, I want to go to the gym seven days a week. That was never sustainable. Set a habit that's sustainable because if we don't do things that are sustainable, all that happens is we break a promise to ourselves. It's like, then, then that leads to low self-confidence. And if you think if you're 30 and you've consistently done that for like 20 years, then you're going to be, you're not going to believe in yourself that you can get to the gym at seven days a week because you never could. Like, you could get to the gym three days a week. And then if you got to the gym four, okay, mini win, but set the bar so low. Somebody said this the other week, can't think it was who it was. Set the bar so low that you literally just step over it and then build on that and stack different habits on that. So mm-hmm. I like to work on with my clients. Um, so to start off with, this would be like a PT client. Um, well, and anybody really, because it would benefit anybody, just get two liters of water in a day. But if you only if you only got a glass of water in a day, okay, well, let's not set two liters to start off with. Let's set a liter. But then how are you going to do that? How can you make it manageable? How can you break that down? And then another habit. So, so then literally I would just get somebody to stick with that for one week. And then let's build on that and getting a good morning routine in place because the way you approach your mornings is the way you approach the rest of your day. If you just wake up and get out of bed and then just quickly go and grab a shower, like, oh, I'm just going to grab something from the fridge, like I've not prepared anything, and then you run out of the door, you're on the back for all day and you can't, 
trying to catch up, like set small habits in place around the morning routine. So habits, you want to make them, um, you, you want to make them really small to start off with and measurable. You want to make them doable. You don't want to overarch yourself because all that's going to happen, you're going to break that promise to yourself, feel like shit. You've taken, I always use the term, like my mindset clients who are listening to this, like the confidence bucket. So we want to be putting deposits in the confidence bucket. We don't want to be taken out. So every time you break a promise to yourself, like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym tonight, gets to tonight, you don't go. Okay, let's remove that um, deposit from the confidence bucket because you've just broken a promise to yourself. So it's going to feed into low self-confidence. You're going to feel like a failure at the end of the day. But if you actually said to yourself, if you actually thought about your day, I'm never going to get to the gym tonight. Well, you never promise yourself in that if that's the case. So you've like you've taken nothing from the confidence bucket. And then if you manage to go to the gym, okay, let's put a deposit in there. Um, but habits start small, set the bar so low, you are literally stepping over it. And don't do more than I think it's sixty. It's either sixty six or sixty nine days to create a habit. Um, and so it ain't going to happen overnight. And then if you've got seven habits going on, like at once, that focus on one, nail it, move on. And I don't mean one, nail it for six to six days. Focus on one, like once we're getting good at that, seven days, okay, let's put another one on top of it. Okay, and another one and another one. And then that will increase confidence over time. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, you know, it's the daily habits, it's the things you do on a daily basis that lead you to whatever you know kind of goal goal that is um I love the whole idea of the confidence book that's a re- really really cool like way to kind of think about as well because I think yeah. as kind of talked about obviously like we're coming towards the end of January and I'm already seeing it online that people are breaking that confidence or breaking that pro- those promises to themselves I think now more so than ever is when people might be like oh I'm, af- I'm after like you know I went to the gym three you know four times that first week of January and now I haven't been since and I think a lot of people are probably going to be experiencing that kind of as well like being hard on themselves as well do you feel that's been a trend over the last like week or two I don't know whether you've noticed that online or do you feel you know based on like people's mindsets right now and how they're probably approaching like the springtime like do you feel that people are kind of like falling off the wagon and all that kind of stuff like I personally don't like to feel I don't like to use the term falling off the wagon I suppose, yeah. in terms of, like resolutions and stuff like that have you seen like do you feel people are now staying consistent or like I suppose like you look at your clients most likely are doing probably doing phenomenal obviously but in terms of like the general population yeah. to sum it up like how would you keep people's mindsets are around their habits and even like their goals as well I think like we fall into the same trap like people fall into the same trap of oh it's January let's set like new year's resolutions and I'm gonna do this this and this and this happens every January and so the same people will set the same resolutions or the same goals get to the second or third week in January they'll have fallen so short of the mark because the mark that was set was so unattainable and then it's like oh another year like I failed like I can never do it like why can't I do it I'm a failure well there's no point now and I'm just gonna I'm not gonna stick to it and so then it's just perpetuating that same story. And so it's it's like nothing changes if nothing changes. If you're going into it with the same, like you, if you're telling yourself you're going to follow that same pattern, like subconsciously, I'm going to get to the end of January. I'll feel like a failure. There's no point sticking to it. You self-sabotage, you navigate your life down that life path. Just because it's always been, people think it always has to be. And if you just change one thing and that one thing is not being hard on yourself, don't set the bar so high. And it's like, well, it's better to be consistent and go at a slower pace for 12 months of the year than to start off hammering it in January 
and not do anything for the other 11 months. Um, and just tell yourself a different story, approach it differently. Don't set yourself up for failure or don't sabotage yourself, like carry on, like reassess. I would or I would advise anybody listening to this who's being really hard on themselves, who's feeling like a failure, when you are not, you just set the bar too high. Like sit down with yourself, actually rewrite goals for the rest of the year. Like you don't even have to be yearly goals. Rewrite some goals for February and ask yourself why you want to achieve these. And then just set yourself two or three actions like that you can do throughout the month of February and just start with the first one and then feed into the next one and the next one and just do what is manageable. And then sit down at the end of February, right, has this worked? Okay, yeah, actually, I can do this. And then set yourself some more goals and just build on that. Like just scrap scrap feeling like shit for whatever you didn't do in January because it's been gone. Like it's been, it's gone. Like, don't worry about it. What what, what is going to impact your life more from is, is actually being honest with yourself, checking with yourself, understand what's important to you, understand why you want to achieve it. And then just go from there. And I promise you, like it will last you a lifetime rather than that quick fix mentality. Because we live in a world where we went to want tomorrow's results yesterday mm-hmm. and it's not realistic. And yeah. if it is, it won't last. You literally took the next question from my mouth to ask you what advice would you give to someone in terms of, I suppose, because again, some people probably are being like, that's actually the biggest thing that I've seen over the last like two weeks is people being so hard on themselves. Now I know psych- psychologically, again, as you said, like we want yesterday's results to, or, you know, tomorrow's results yesterday and everything yeah. like, in a very fast paced society. We have fast food, fast cars, as I always say, like, you know, everything is fast paced, but unfortunately with our body and scientifically, we can't, you know, get progress that, that quickly as well. That's why people do, you know, six week quick fix. Perfect. That's going to solve everything in six weeks. So it's obviously like, as I always say to people, like if you're looking to invest in yourself long-term, if you value your body and your mind, you're not going to put a deadline on to be like, right, I need to achieve this by February or whatever. Your whole lifestyle and well-being should be long-term the rest of your life so like yeah. when I have a client be like oh you know this week was absolutely awful like I didn't see any progress this week like I know I did this and I did that and I'm like yeah but like that's one week of this whole year it's so, so yeah. like, it's like a grain of sand like a grain of sand on a beach like you ain't gonna remember this 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 day like in you know for the chocolate cake that you had that you feel bad about why like it is literally insignificant it is not it it's those habits if those habits are not having a great effect on you like and and causing you to not achieve results it's collective it's yeah. not one like slice of chocolate cake or one bad decision it is if you're doing that collectively over a period of time like don't be hard on yourself like it what one bad week one bad week doesn't mean a bad month doesn't mean a bad year but I think a lot of people then get into that mindset of a bad day becomes a bad week becomes a bad month becomes a, I can't do it I'm failure yeah. stop at the earliest opportunity check in with yourself call yourself out on your own bullshit that you're telling yourself challenge those thoughts mm-hmm. and then don't let that like spiral like try and try and get it at the earliest point because it, you, we, we, we just said before, like, you know, fast, fast food, fast cars. We live in a society of where we want that um, instant gratification. 
and we want those quick wins and we want those quick fixes but if we were honest with ourselves and they don't work like because we wouldn't constantly be looking for the next quick fix if it worked would we we'd be literally we'd be so happy and we'd just be there and you know don't, don't delay things don't go for that instant gratification social media isn't like a lot of what we see in it it's not real is it and it you know it's it's not all it seems don't think don't fall victim to that like check in with yourself and your needs and we would say is like to protect mental health follow accounts that inspire you which uplift you which don't lead to you feeling like a failure or feeling like you should do things or you know you're you're not doing things as you you know you're 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 not where you should be yeah 100% percent firm agree with that I think again a lot of people feel like they have to follow certain social media accounts because that's how they feel they should look or how they should feel or how their life should be and it leads to so much like again self-doubt and means of hurting ourselves and mm. you know all those kind of different paths but the one final as was a question for you that I'd um because this talk I think has provides so much value um like I'm buzzing off this check or oh um, good <laughs> oh so, like I love when I get like really buzzed then I'm like yes, I'm <laughs> but, um, the one final question I suppose I want to ask you um you know Charlotte and again you probably see this as well with your own clients or any like, prospective clients is that people feel very nervous to make that step to actually reach out to a coach because as you said like you know the, there's no better investment than into yourself and having someone there on your side like a coach is always on your team it's like I think people always have this like perception that like coaches are here to like be hard on us and whatever and we're like no we want to yeah. be helping you so to anyone that might be perhaps interested in this was hiring yourself hiring me hiring another coach or whatever you know based on what they're looking to achieve how would you uh, like help them I suppose in terms of like making that decision to be like okay I'm gonna contact them because I think that's the hardest part is actually saying just 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 actually sending the inquiry form or yeah. reaching out like because I think that's something that I feel a lot of people are scared of because the people feel like oh god like you know people will judge me if I get a coach or anything like that but I suppose like what advice would you give to someone like that I think that you've got to want to make that change as well mm-hmm. knowing that the first step will be the hardest I, you know I have co- I have PT I have business coach and that's because I wanted to invest in myself and I think um we as a society will spend money on a night out we'll spend money for like frivolous things like if we were actually honest with ourselves and looked at our bank accounts as to what we spend money on which wasn't a necessity then we would save a lot of money being honest with yourself about well sometimes I find a big blocker for people is finances but you have to think the money that you invest now this will benefit you tenfold like the work that I've done with mindset clients that you'll do with your clients these are we're giving people tools to last them the rest of their life we're not just giving people like quick wins quick fixes and so that in itself is worth an investment and you know we've done it I'm speaking from a client like I've invested thousands in coaches but that's made me like the person that I am now and given me like the skills and the knowledge and I think if just be honest with yourself about if you're ready to take action if you want to if you want to improve your physical health your mental health and just know that the first step is the hardest, but if you don't make the first step, you'll never know how great your life could be. You'll never, uh, you'll always, you won't be living the life that you fully deserve because we've done like a lot of the hard work. We've got a lot of the tools and we can just be like, here you go. Like, you know, you've got to implement it, but we've done a lot of like the filtering out of what doesn't work, what does work yeah. and are able to streamline a process for you. 
if you do it by yourself, yeah, like do it like it's better to do it by yourself than not at all. But it's going to take you a lot longer to get to where you want to get to. And we're here to help you to be your cheerleaders, to believe in you when you when you might find it hard yourself. And I think it's the best thing I ever did working with a coach. And now I feel like so privileged and I always feel dead blessed like for the clients that I've got that I'm able to work with them. Uh, and I just think it's never do your research as well into a coach mm-hmm. uh, because you, you want to check that they're aligned with you your, and your values. And if that coach is does it, I mean, I've said to people before who've contacted me, I don't think we're a right fit. And you'll if you get a good coach they won't just take your money like they will they're invested in you your well-being your growth and yeah like it's the best thing you can do getting a coach like PT coach mindset coach and I just think you've got to be ready but be honest with yourself what's holding you back why are you thinking about that you need a coach like do a bit of soul searching do journaling have a massive like brain dump on a piece of paper as to what you're not happy with in your life and how you think that a coach could help you with that as well and just actually get down to the real reasons and the nitty-gritty as to what you want to help with yeah no I love that and I think that's definitely hopefully inspires someone to be like right I know I need to like as you said people need to want it like if you don't want to change you're going to continue going down that route but unless you be honest with yourself as you said and say right I actually want to change I want to be happier I want to feel more confident you know, I want to do this for me and always remember to do this for you and not for anyone else um, as well as it's a true yeah. But, um, oh my God, Charlotte, there was honestly so much value in the last like like half an hour or how long this ever podcast is. I don't even know how long we've been chatting. But, <laughs> um, I, if anyone wants to follow you or kind of know a bit more about you, where can they, I'll obviously link everything in yeah. the show notes, but where else can they find you? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been great. So thank you for having me on. Um, on Instagram, uh, at Charlotte Jane Mindset Coach um, is probably the best place to find me. And then my link tree is on there with like load of free PDFs and then any contact forms. Uh, but yeah, it'd be great to know who's listened to it. And uh, I hope it helps uh, people as well. But it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Art. Honestly, it was so, so good. So guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do, um, as I said, follow Charity if you're not already doing so as well, if you enjoyed this conversation. Um, as I said, I'll link her um, Instagram in the show notes as well. If you do listen and enjoy this podcast, please um, uh, review on Spotify and also Apple uh, Podcasts, but also feel free to share on social media to any friends that you might feel enjoyed this podcast episode as well. So Charity, again, thank you so, so much for the thank conversation. You. And I'll see you guys all in the next episode.